Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Business of Customer Love podcast, brought to you by Mention Me. I'm your host, Simeon Atkins, and thanks for joining us today. Growing your brand through customer love might seem like an idea that belongs in the company cafe rather than the boardroom. But identifying, growing, and activating a base of loyal fans is serious business, and the results of harnessing customer advocacy can be truly transformational for both your company and your customers. We gather experts from across the space to shine a light on how you can unleash a virtuous cycle of sustainable organic growth where your best customers keep coming back and bringing their friends too. So let's get into today's episode. So I'm excited to be joined today by Sharuk Ali, Customer Experience Manager at Boobian Bank. Sharuk, welcome to the show. Thank you, Samian. It's my pleasure to be with you today. So you're here today to discuss how banks and other financial institutes can grow their own base of loyal superfans. Before we dive in, though, do you want to give a quick introduction to our listeners? Uh, well, my name is Shuruq Ali. Uh, I'm originally Egyptian, living in Kuwait, working as assistant manager in customer experience department. I'm also an MBA holder and specialized in consumer behavior. And I'm a certified customer experience professional from CXPA and working in the regional council in Middle East of CXPA. Uh, actually, it has been like 12 years working with consumers and about consumers. So my last 12 years, it's all about the consumer behavior and insights. Fabulous. Now, as tradition on the show, to get things kicked off, I'd love for you to share a time recently where as a consumer, you experienced customer love firsthand and really what impact that had on you as a consumer. Uh, well, let me tell you a story that happened with me last week. I took my uh, child, the three years old child, to an aquarium and there was a section of handcrafts. He was doing like a jellyfish and then he went like three hours playing and he lost his jellyfish. And then after three hours, the aquarium was going to close. Everyone left and we were going to leave. He just had a tantrum. He just cried like he didn't want to leave before having his jellyfish again. And you understand how kids are doing in such a situation. So I went to the person that was in the reception and I told him if we can go and search again uh, for his jellyfish. And he told me, yes, sure. And we went and we didn't find it, actually. So this person, after the working hours, he opened uh, the handicraft section again for us. And he let my child going inside to do his jellyfish from scratch, like spending maybe 30, 40 minutes doing his jellyfish again, just to ensure that we had a happy experience and we left happily from uh, the aquarium that we were in here in Kuwait. So uh, for me, that was beyond his duty, beyond his job description, beyond that what he has to do and what he hasn't. It's all about making your customer happy. So. As a customer, I was super happy. As a customer experience professional, I felt like this is exactly the customer experience, but it shouldn't be written in books like that. Yeah, and as someone with two young children, I can definitely relate to that story. And as you said, that process wouldn't have been written down anywhere. There's no situation where that would necessarily come up. So the fact that he was able to take the initiative and go that extra mile is great to hear. And I'm sure you've gone on to tell many people about that example too. Exactly. Fabulous. Now, this term customer love obviously means different things to different people. And I'd love to get your perspective on fundamentally what customer love means to you. Uh, well, for me, from my perspective, I do believe um, it's a science. 
the more I love my customer, the more I want to study them, the more I want to understand their patterns, um, to analyze their behaviors, to understand how, what are the drivers of their attitude. This would enable me to have like well-designed experiences, which will lead me to have like wow moments for the customer. But it's not just about having like something to impress the customer without knowing exactly what are the emotional and rational drivers of these customers. So for me, it's all about studying the behavior and analyzing it. That's very interesting. And you touched on the emotional and rational behavior there as well. Would you agree as consumers, we're generally thinking more emotionally rather than rationally, particularly when it comes to making purchasing decisions? 100%, especially here in the Middle East. Um, I'm not sure if you're aware about the Middle East region. Uh, People here are more emotional and more value oriented. So the more the brand is aligning with their values and emotion, um, emotional drivers, the more people are connected to brands. So it differs from region to another. However, here in the Middle East, it's something like very important. You cannot ignore it. Very interesting. And I'd love to get your take on why you think it's important for not just financial institutes, but businesses in general to be able to identify and nurture not just their biggest spenders, but also their biggest advocates as well. Um, Well, let me tell you about, in general, we can tell that um, having an advocate is, I believe, it's the new advertising technique. So identifying your advocates, and as we said, the emotions and the value drivers of the customer, the more the brands are aligning with their emotional drivers and their uh, the customer values, you become a part of the consumer identity. So when you become a part of the identity of the consumer, here we call it the identity loyalty. The customer uh, consider you as part of his own values. So when it comes to advocacy, when it comes to your reputation as a brand, when it comes to have like small communities advertising, the best tool that you can use is your customer. And um, having this competitive environment and a stable environment that we live in now, uh, the more the consumer feel connected to the brand, the more the consumer will be loyal to you. And I do believe that brands using this as a competitive strategy. Everything can be imitated, your resources, your employees, your techniques, your whatever strategy that you're following. But having like a very loyal customer cannot be imitated easily if you understand your consumer correctly. So I do believe actually it's the main competitive strategy that all companies should follow. Uh, When it comes to uh, financial institutions or banking industry, um, I do... um, I always say that we're dealing with a very sensitive factor in customer life, which is the money. You're dealing with consumer money, which is maybe the most or the second important thing in consumer life. So uh, the more transparent and the more connected to the customer, the more your policies and procedures are close to the customer values. Here you create a bond with your consumer and you become you're having advocates everywhere. Narrowing the scope, going to Kuwait especially, Kuwait and GCC region is considered a very small country and it's a very well-connected community. So it's family-oriented community and like everyone knows everyone. So the word of mouth here is very important just to build a correct word of mouth and having some advocate consumer like you did advertising everywhere in the country. So for us here in Kuwait and in the Middle East region especially, 
we do believe that it's not an option or it's not a luxury to have like advocates in the community in order to um, ensure the sustainability of this business. You made some really interesting points there. There's two that I want to pick up on. The first is this idea of as consumers, when we get to that level of advocacy, whoever that brand or company is becomes part of your identity, which I think is a really important point there. And just as a follow-up question, do you see that being possible to unlock for companies like financial institutes? You kind of imagine it for, I suppose, you might say more glamorous brands, maybe the Disney's or the Apple's of this world. Do you think that that level of advocacy is possible for financial institutes as well? That's a very interesting question, Samian. Very, very interesting because um, there is something like there's a rumor about customer experience said that it's for uh, entertaining business, like for Disneyland or for something just to have fun. However, we're saying that especially in banking industry or um, a financial institution, uh, customer experience is not only about a memorable experience with the customer. Actually, it's about frictionless experience. Um, The more you remove the frictions, challenges from the customer journey, the more things are easy. Here you can build um, a memorable experience. And this memorable experience would allow you to have advocates later on. So... um, I do believe that whatever your product or service, if you're a hospital, if you're dealing with patients, if you are you are airlines, whatever your core business is, consumer is a consumer. And the consumer need is very clear. And this takes us to the previous point where we talked about the emotional state of the customer, the emotions and the rational drivers. So it's the same wherever the customer goes. So I do believe that no uh, customer behavior may, uh, sorry, customer experience maybe differs from sector to another. However, the way that the customer uh, journey mapped well, the customer will be an advocate for your brand. Yeah, I think that's an excellent point. And the other thing I was going to pick up on from what you said previously, obviously, in a financial industry, you're dealing with such an important element of people's lives. So it feels like delivering a good customer experience becomes really critical. And just to move on from that point slightly, you were talking about generating memorable experiences for customers. I'd love if you could share some examples of campaigns you've run where you've been doing just that. Well, um, actually, um, in our business, we do believe that we need to check the pulse all the time, not on a periodical basis, but all the time we need to hear the voices of customers, whether in a formal ways or formal methods or informal methods. So um, one of the main things that we do in our business is that uh, we run like focus groups and we gather our customers from different segments to hear from them how, about, how was their experiences with different touch points to ensure the consistency with the touch points. At the same time, to ensure how they do feel, how what are the points that they need to improve. So our continuous improvement, whether in products or services, is built that on their feedback in these kinds of focus groups. One of the amazing things that happened inside Bubian Bank that the CEO runs the focus groups. So he listens to uh, what exactly the customer says. And uh, the other amazing thing that we do that after gathering all the feedback, we do work on it like for three, four months, 
we recall the customer and telling them the point that you mentioned on January 7th, 2019, we just improvement, improved it in our application. So you can go now and check and you will find it as per your feedback. So here the customer feel he's heard, he's seen, he's, he wasn't just a number in our customer database. He's a person that he has needs and we understand his needs and we do it, not just for a profit purpose, not just for revenues or for the brand name, but just to make people's life uh, easier. So um, I do believe these small things, but on a consistent base, it makes a huge difference in the relationship between the consumer and the brand, which turn the normal consumer into a loyal consumer and then to an advocate. I absolutely love the fact that your CEO runs those focus groups. He must get incredible wealth of feedback from those sessions. And also as a consumer to know that you're in the room with the CEO of the business will again, just make you feel that much more heard as well. Do you have any examples of the kind of feedback that you've had maybe around a specific element of the bank or processes that was fed back during one of those sessions that you were able to resolve and close the loop on? Um, um, I I don't remember a specific example, but let me tell you that our mobile banking is mainly built on feedback. So uh, I do believe that maybe like seven, eight years ago, the mobile banking improvements and new features and new updates like every two, three months is mainly based on mobile feedback. So we ensure that every customer who adds a certain feedback, whether in survey or in focus group or just wrote it on social media, we go back to this customer and we ensure that this service in a specific, you just told us about it and we improved it. Please go and check. And if you have any further feedback, get back to us. So um, the improvements and actually the complaints as well. So we do deal with the complaints uh, from perspective of zero to hero. There is a complaint. We are humans. We do mistakes. We accept that, but we don't accept to repeat this mistake. So uh, we make sure that the procedure or the policy or the process is improved based on your complaint. So we go back maybe like one year and you find one of the top management is calling you and telling you that based on your complaint, we have improved one, two, three, four, and we hope this will be avoided with the other customers. This encourages customers to give feedback. This encourages customers to leave reviews and uh, acting with you as if the brand is their baby that we are afraid that maybe some other customers will talk about your brand. So we would like to improve this and that. So we do believe it's a very important stuff, especially when you are working on um, a voice of customers program, because, because um, sometimes you have challenge to have responses. Sometimes you have challenge to gather feedback from customers. People like they don't like or give time or give effort to give feedback. However, when you just being responsive with their feedback, they just loved it. They just love to give more and more feedback. Yeah, I think that's a really important point, actually, because I think for consumers, the time where we want to be heard the most is when we're making a complaint or when something isn't quite right. And so if you've had that very thorough process of taking that feedback on board and then relaying it back to customers and saying that you've heard them and this is what you're going to do for them to resolve it, I think that's really powerful. And I love this idea of the scale going from zero to hero here as well. I think that's brilliant. Is that relating to a rep specifically or is that relating to the consumer? What, who's exactly on this scale? Actually, it's related to complaints. 
or cases. Maybe you um, faced a difficulty in a branch or any touch point with our bank or um, any financial institution. So you, you felt like you are um, you lost the interest with this brand and you complained and you felt like you were upset and disappointed from how anyone dealt with you with, within the brand. And then um, how we fix the issue how we transform the complaint and we make the customer more satisfied based on his feedback, um, immediate response, clear information, transparency that there was a mistake and an investigation uh, took a place here and we will improve that. And your right is saved with us. This turns the customer from like zero point, I'm not loyal anymore for this brand into like, no, this brand cares. This brand cares about my complaint or my voice, and they did one, two, three, four. And actually, in some cases, when there is a complaint, we do like, we're trying to satisfy the customer more than the regular satisfaction techniques that we follow within the brand. So here, from a zero satisfaction to like hero, because we do like surveys after that, ensure the customer satisfaction and their loyalty. Is it the same? And actually, we find it increased. This means it's from zero to hero. Now he's more loyal than before because we took his complaints and feedback seriously. Fabulous. Um, Sharuk, we've covered some brilliant ground today. The last thing I wanted to ask you, and you started to touch on it a little bit there, is what are you going to be doing or what are you currently doing to track advocacy behavior within the bank? So obviously you're doing some great things to turn customers into loyal fans. How are you actually tracking the level of advocacy and what success you're having off the back of it? Uh, well, as I told you, there are uh, formal methods and there are informal methods. The formal methods are the regular ones, like tracking the MPS, tracking the CSAT, and having a regular uh, voice of customer programs in place. To, so we ensure that all the touch points are monitored, all uh, the frontliners are, mo- are monitored, mystery shopping programs. These are the formal staff that we ensure that all the standards are in place and uh, customers are satisfied and tracking the numbers, the quantified numbers. Uh, the informal way is like having your this human relationship with your customer, like going to the branch, um, surprisingly asking the customer, how do you feel today about your experience? How do, what, what exactly you want to improve? If this is your brand, how do you want to improve things? And to ins- looking at from the customer perspective, not from customer professional or customer experience professional, this gives you another angle of things. So when you work on continuous improvement, you look from customer angle. So um, this is a part of the informal method that we follow. Also, you can just have a phone call with a customer who had a survey who is very satisfied and ranked everything like 100% and asking them, asking him, what exactly did you like? So we can build on the things that he preferred in your brand and to make it more and more to ensure that it's available in all touch points to ensure his satisfaction in the future and to ask if we would like to improve, how can we improve? So all the recommendations, all the feedback is our fuel to build and to innovate our new services or products or even the customer service techniques in different touch points. Sharuk, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Zemian. It was my pleasure and thank you for your time. I hope it's fruitful for everyone.
You've been listening to the Business of Customer Love podcast hosted by Mention Me. Thanks for tuning in and be sure to join us next time where we'll be speaking to some more amazing guests about how you can harness the power of customer love. See you again soon.